Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So first, I just wanted to say welcome to all of the new listeners. I've been getting um, quite a few emails lately from new listeners, as well as, of course, thank all of my listeners who have been here for a long time, because I also get those emails from parents who've been here for a long time. And what's interesting is I actually have a few listeners who are either not yet parents and want to be, and I have people who are just not parents at all, single people who just like learning about healthy parent-child relationships. They're using it to heal some of their own um, inner child wounds. And I just think that's amazing. I think that's a great Um, It's just great when I get those emails from all different kinds of people. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you to new. Thank you to those who've been here a long time. Um, Because of all of you, I have been able to buy this house that I'm now freaked out about (laughs) because I now have a mortgage. I'm a little freaked out about it. But thank you to all of you. You have definitely helped me be able to reach this dream of mine to buy my own house and move forward into becoming... um, a single parent household in my own home. So two parents in two separate homes as we move towards that. So thank you, everyone. Also, as most of you know, my book, The Connected Parents Guide to Toddlerhood, finally released on Amazon last week. And thank you so much to those who have already ordered either the ebook copy for tablet or Kindle or the print version. I know the print version is a little lo- it takes a little longer due to it being a new book. So if you ordered despite having a short wait, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for supporting this endeavor. I put a lot into this book. I think it's gonna be really helpful. A go-to resource for parents throughout the entire toddlerhood years from ages one to five. I put so many great tips and things into this book. So I hope that you will check it out on Amazon, the Connected Parents Guide to toddlerhood. As one of my Canadian followers mentioned, she couldn't find the book. So what we learned is that you need to search the title um, 
rather than using my name because when you search my name, it doesn't come up. So I hope you find it an invaluable source and supportive information during the toddlerhood years. I know a lot of you have toddlers. Um, And then some of you have some older kids too going into elementary school, those middle childhood years as well as some with a few tweens and teens like myself. Um, So today... I want to cover this topic that I've covered some, but I just think I want, it's really important to revisit. I don't think we talk about it enough. And that's dealing with life when we get overwhelmed. Now, I don't need to tell you that life can be overwhelming and parenting can be overwhelming. And I know a majority of parents who listen are parents of toddlers. Toddlerhood definitely brings some days of feeling overwhelmed. What do you do? You can't call in sick and go home. You can't take a break, really. We don't even need anything else going on outside of parenting to push us into that place of feeling overwhelmed sometimes. But if you do, if you have more going on than just the parenting, someone of your own parents who are ill, or you know, you're um, concerned about one of you or your partner losing a job, any of these like other life stressors can definitely push us right over the edge, our own illness. And I had a week like that this week, and I sure hope this is gonna lift soon. So I'm gonna share about my week, and and then I will tie this all into parenting, because part of my struggle was with parenting as well, but, um, but then there was just other stuff on top of it that just has made this week completely overwhelming. So how can we help ourselves one step at a time to get back to a place of feeling some peace and calm? So as I've shared, I was finally able to buy my own house and I'm very grateful for that. I was so excited to finally get in and start ripping things apart and making it my own. It was super outdated, carpet, tile, banister, kitchen, the moldings, the doors, you name it, everything needed to be replaced. The bathrooms, which I'm not touching yet. I even did a little tour on Instagram. So if you haven't seen that, you can check that out and see just what I'm talking about. A lot of builder grade stuff. And I'm so picky about these touches and I rarely find a house designed in the style um, that I like. And when I do, it would always be way out of my price range. This one was very outdated, but has such potential. So we get in there, we start ripping things out, carpet, tile, moldings, like I said, all this stuff. Then I brought over someone to help with some of the bigger stuff that I can't do, like the banister, replacing the banister upstairs where it's um, a, a catwalk or a bridge. And it, so, so it drops off on both sides. So if I get rid of those banisters, we're dropping off on both sides. So I need someone who has the equipment, a scaffolding, that type of thing to come in and take care of that banister and who knows how to do a banister well because it's got curves and turns and stuff in it. I don't want to be trying to DIY that. It'll look, I don't know. I don't even want to try. (laughs) So anyway, I brought someone in to give me some estimates on some things and he told me that there was one of the walls between the family room and the living room that... I could take out. He felt like I could probably remove it. So I took out a little bit of the drywall in two sections. And if you've done any remodeling and you've had people come in and look at your home, you probably know where I'm going with this. But bear with me. I promise this relates to parenting. I will get to the parenting part. This is my other part of my overwhelming week. And I'm going to tie it all back in together. So he assured me after removing some of the drywall that it was not load bearing. So my kids start knocking out drywall along the entire wall with sledgehammers. Now, the good thing is they had a really good time with this. But as we reveal more, my intuition starts telling me I'm not sure this guy's experience is really trustworthy. So I called a friend who's actually an architect and he does amazing, beautiful um, projects that he posts on his Facebook page. So I know that he's very reliable. 
and he works with a whole um, team of people, general contractors and other contractors. I know he knows his stuff. And I was like, Chris, could you take a look at this and tell me? And he's like, tear out more drywall here, tear out more drywall there, because he wants to see the whole joint where it all comes together with the bridge and the two parts of the wall coming together. And as we tear it out and take a look, he's like, yeah, he's like, that's structural. You don't want to take that out. And I'm like, I had a feeling. So now I have this wall that is just completely torn apart. There's pieces of drywall all over my floor. It's a, just a total mess. They banged up the, I don't know what you call it, like the metal piece that goes around the side that gives you those, I don't love these, the rounded corners, but um, it's just a mess. So now I've got this complete mess. I've got a wall I can't take down. And so now I have to get it re-drywalled. Now the good news is I hadn't taken out any of the studs. I was smart enough not to touch the studs, but my wall is a wreck. I did all of this for nothing and now I have to pay someone, like I said, to come back in, fix the drywall. In addition, this is the parenting part, my younger son was having trouble at school. He came home sick two weeks in a row. So the first week, two weeks ago, with a supposed sore throat and a cough. He didn't cough once when he got home and mother's intuition, I should say parents' intuition, dads can have really good intuition too. My, my intuition was that there was something else going on at school when the nurse called me. I'm, I'm like, I think there's something going on. So I asked him if something was up at school and he's like, no. And I said, is there anything going on with other kids? Are they making you feel uncomfortable? Is it, no, no, everything's fine. Okay, well, of course, understandably, the policy is if you feel sick, especially if you have any COVID symptoms like a sore throat or a cough, you have to get your COVID test before you can go back to school. So he gets the test. Of course, it's negative. Never heard the kid even cough once. He goes back to school two days later. That was Friday. He's home for the weekend. He's in school Monday and Tuesday. And on Wednesday morning, he throws up at school. The nurse calls me, says he threw up at school. And I said, did anybody see it? And she said, no. Okay. And I said, listen, I'm like, I know you have to send him home. I understand that. But I said, I just want you to know, I think there's something going on at school. So as we're driving home, he tells me he doesn't want to go back to his class. And it turns out that the teacher style just isn't a good fit for him. She's a pretty strict style and he doesn't really do well with that. So, you know, I didn't feel like she was the best fit for him from the beginning, but I always let it go until my kids tell me that, you know, it isn't working for them. But so then we knew it wasn't working for him. Now here I am, it's Sunday morning and I'm alone in my house and I'm trying to just accomplish something, anything in this house. Everything's ripped out. One of the walls, all the wall board is ripped off of it. It's a mess on the floor. I've got broken tile everywhere. Um, the people who were supposed to show up and help me didn't show up to help me remove all the tile and take away a lot of the carpet that I'd ripped out. And I just felt like I couldn't accomplish anything. I was trying to loosen up certain screws to get things out of the wall. I was trying to paint something and it just seemed like everything I tried to do, I couldn't get done. I'm concerned about my son. I'm worried that if you know we just move schools that it's just the luck of the draw. He could get another teacher that isn't a good fit or he'd get a great teacher, but we're gonna go through this whole switch just to try it out. And that didn't seem like a very good solution. I'm also feeling like I'm not doing the best job for my kids in other ways. I have two kids who are only doing um, like an extracurricular activity twice a week, physical activity. Um, luckily, Carter is doing the mathnasium, which has been awesome. But, um, you know, their physical activity, they're not getting much outside and so I feel like I'm not doing enough for that. My daughter needs new shoes. Both my boys need haircuts. Both my boys need new shorts and pants. And it just started to feel so overwhelming. Like I just didn't even know where to start. So I was just 
in this place that I just started to kind of circle the drain. And I just wanted to sit in the middle of my wrecked little house and cry. So I know we all have these days. And if you have one of those days when you just want to sit and cry, where you want to go find a space to be alone and fall apart, you're not alone. You know, I've had a few of those when my kids were little. I have them now on occasion. I have other parents who tell me this in emails during coaching sessions that they just feel overwhelmed and don't know where to start or what to do. So whatever it is that we want, you know, we want our own house or we want to have kids and we think it's going to be all amazing and perfect and beautiful and it's just going to all come together perfectly. But then the realities of our own and I don't want to say shortcomings, but maybe lack of experience, comes in to face us straight on, kind of forces us to face ourselves. We realize that we can't run from it. It's like, I'm not fully prepared for this. Like I have this house. I'm not fully prepared for this. I grew up watching my dad do this and it was, he was amazing and it just came together for him. And I'm sure he struggled with stuff too, but you know, the man could build almost anything. Um, And I thought I could do this. And now I just feel like I'm so in over my head. You know, we want to do our best for our kids, yet we may feel like we're just failing miserably at whatever it is that we're doing. So what are we going to do? Okay, so step one, cry. And I'm not kidding. If you feel it, let it out alone or with your kids around. You know, if you want to hold it together until nap time or until they go to bed, if you can, then that's fine. But if you're just trying to hold back Niagara Falls, and you've got hours, you know what, just let it go. Parents are people, we get frustrated, we get overwhelmed. It's okay to cry, it's good to cry, it's actually a release, there's a reason our body does that. It's healthy for our kids to see us expressing emotions in healthy ways. We're gonna refrain from those big reactions, of course, like kicking things, screaming, pounding fists, anything too big and scary, but tears are natural. Don't feel like you need to try to hold it in or turn away from your children either. You want to show them that everyone gets sad. Everyone gets overwhelmed. Everyone has these feelings. And when they get too big to hold on to, we cry. We let it out. Um, It's letting them know. I see too many people, especially men, but too many people who are just afraid to share those emotions. And we want to let our kids know that my dad was one of those people, by the way. I, I don't think I ever saw him cry. Maybe I did once. But um, we want to let them know that these are natural, even as adults, to cry. If they ask you, you want to explain to them, you know, mommy's having a really hard day. I'm trying to do my very best, but I'm overwhelmed. And sometimes it just helps to cry. You know, this is sharing that in a way that lets them know that big feelings and emotions are normal, but also letting them know that it's nothing to be afraid of, either from us or from themselves. They don't need to be afraid of their own feelings. They don't need to be afraid of feelings in others, whether it's their friends or their parents, anyone. So after we've released with a good cry, what do we do? We've got the rest of the day to get through and we just aren't sure how we're going to make it. I'm going to get to these next steps of getting through an overwhelming day or situation right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, 
ByHeart created a clinically proven, easy-to-digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now that we're back, I'm going to talk about how we get ourselves through a really overwhelming day, whether it's about our kids, general life, or both when they just kind of jumble on top of each other. So step two, you want to do the bare minimum. Figure out what you really have to do that day and only do that. So we have to feed the kids. We have to keep them safe. But do we have to make the 3 p.m. story time at the library? Is this something they're aware of, was on the schedule, and they look forward to every week to see their friend? Then maybe we'll want to try to get that in. If that's the case, or if you're close with the other parent, um, can he or she come pick up your child and take them with him or her? It'll give you that break. Your child still gets the story time. If it's not something your child is even really aware of or isn't super into doing, maybe it's fun, maybe it's one of those little outings you get out to, Um, but it isn't a big deal, you can skip it. Now, I also feel like I need to clarify, if this is an outing with another parent friend for you, and it's a place where you can get some support and some connection and some release, and you can talk about things and, and it's helpful, then maybe that effort to get out the door is worth it and will be more beneficial than staying home, cooped up inside with a small child or children who are going crazy, bouncing off walls. So, Basically decide what's worth an effort and what is best to bow out of it. It's okay to not do everything you had on your list that day. Step three. Now I'm putting these in steps. These could be in any order. Um, But I feel like they're in basic logical order. You want to find some extra support wherever you can. You know who in your circle is most available and to what degree they're available. Is there a friend you can call and talk to? I know you're trying to keep screen time to a minimum, but 20 minutes of screen time while your child watches a silly show or plays a toddler game so you can have that time to decompress on a phone call with a friend or with your partner is well worth your mental health. It's okay if they get some extra screen time that day. I remember when our kids were toddlers and I was staying home with them and I knew their dad didn't have a ton of time at work, but if he could, he'd always take a call from me to hear about my struggles for a few minutes. Then he also knew to come home ready to take over wherever he could, take the kids so I could finish dinner. And he'd actually always ask, do you want me to take the kids or make dinner? Of course, the answer was pretty much always, you could take the kids because I'd been with them all day. 
Now, I didn't have mom friends I could really call on in those days, and that was hard. I had a group of acquaintances from the local moms group, but no really close friends I could call. So that's definitely hard. Hopefully you have some friends who are in the same life stage, but even if you don't, even if it's a friend from high school or a friend from grade school or college or whatever that's far away, just to be able to pick up the phone and call and to say I'm having a hard day. Someone that you know will be able to be there and listen to you and hear um, and just be able to hear you and be a support to you. Maybe it's a family member, whoever you feel like you can reach out to, figure out who that is, who's going to be the best support and start making some phone calls to some friends. Now, I ended up making friends later on when my kids um, started school, but having some other parents to call is hugely helpful. And I don't know what I'd do without my girlfriends now. I talk to one of them almost every single day, even though I moved a few hours away. We're closer now than we ever were when I lived where I used to live. So if you're lucky enough to have friends or family close by who can come over, that's actually the best. But even just a phone call can be enough to get you through a rough patch. Step four, give yourself a break. We all have days like this, and it shouldn't matter what was on your list for that day, like I said back in step one. Getting your nephew's birthday present, cooking the pot roast that's been defrosted in the refrigerator for three days, You know what? Make a simple meal. Order in. Make your day as effortless as possible. If you work, if it's for yourself or someone else, there might be some things that you just have to get done at some point. Or maybe they can wait and you can get up early the next day. But just try to make that day as effortless as possible. Give yourself as much of a break as you can. Put off anything that you really don't need to do today. Less procrastination, I know, but it's there for a reason. Sometimes we really need that mental health break. And I'm going to call this step five, but this depends on your personality, the way you like to do things, what your process is, or the way you like to work through things. You may do this earlier. And this is give yourself a true dose of reality. And this means in a good way. (laughs) So for example, in my situation, I had to give myself a positive dose of reality that my house isn't wrecked. It might look like it or feel like it, but it isn't. It's in transition. And actually, my house is fully functional. I even had to have a new HVAC system put in and some roof repairs. So it's got a brand new HVAC system, which works great. Um, The fridge is pulled out so I can finish demoing the floors in the kitchen, but it's still plugged in with an extension cord into the family room, but it's still functional. And there's also a stove that works. My bathrooms all work. I'm not doing any bathrooms or any major kitchen renovations. Yes, it's all concrete floors downstairs and the drywall mess was all over the floor, but it's all fixable and relatively easily fixable. I'm not in a deadline to get out of my current house. If it takes three months while I save more money or need more time, then it takes three months. Is it ideal? No. Do I want this stressful part of my life behind me? Yeah, of course I do, but it's all doable. So look at your situation for what it is. And rather than how you've catastrophized it in your head. Is that a word? Catastrophized? (laughs) So let's just say, for example, because this is something that parents come to me quite often with, is that they're just, their kids are out of control, that, that they're engaging in behaviors that they find just completely unacceptable and rude. It may totally feel this way sometimes, but it's not that our children are completely unruly or without a shred of human empathy. But they're struggling with big feelings while they are developing their emotional competence. So Give yourself 
that reality check, that you're providing a loving, safe environment for your children to share their big feelings, that they're in the development process, that you're helping them through that, that whatever seems so overwhelming is really likely not nearly as big as it appears at first glance. This can really help to bring this level of anxiety down. Now, with all these steps, what you're working on that day is short-term solutions. Get the most support and remove as many obligations as you can for that day to allow yourself the opportunity and space to recover or at least not to get even more overwhelmed than you already are. You want to keep that to a minimum. If you're finding that you're often feeling overwhelmed, if it's happening more than a few times a month, like more than one or two days, especially at a time, if you've got Sometimes it'll, you know, spill over to the next day. So you'll have two days in a row that are overwhelming. If that's happening more than a few times a month, it's time to kick in some long-term solutions. So it's normal to feel stressed around big changes. If you're moving, renovation, hello, job changes, that type of thing, yes, it will be stressful for a bit of time until you get through the stressful part. But if life is relatively stable, there's no big changes, and you're finding yourself overwhelmed more than a couple of times a month, that's what I'm talking about, setting up some longer-term solutions. This is when we take a look at what is overwhelming for us that we can begin to work on and change. Is it being disorganized in a certain way? You know, always losing things, always trying to find things, or you know, never having the right food in the house to cook your meals, issues with your own sleep or your health that are really um, getting to you and causing your days to be very difficult. Um, is it behavior changes or times of day that are super frustrating with parenting, just setting off the rest of the day or that same exchange every single day and into a tailspin or a lot of days? You want to make a list. Pick the one that if it were to change would make the biggest impact. Now, there's two ways to go about this. This is one way. As an example, bedtimes. Those are always a big one with parents. If bedtimes are just not going well or getting ready in the morning, if and you know, and this is like you're spending a lot of time and a lot of energy at night times or bed or morning times, whatever it is, you want to make a plan to fix those areas because when bedtimes are stressful, that's the biggest area that can create a huge impact. When bedtimes are smooth and kids go to bed easily and then fall asleep on their own, it frees parents up to get a lot more accomplished. They can get more organized. They even just get more time to relax and recover from the day. So this is a really important area to get a hold of if this is just not going well for you. This can really cut down on the overwhelm, it just gives you that time you really need to get other things done, which just is a positive cycle to get into. You get more organized, you feel more relaxed, and then things are going more and more in a positive direction. There's also the other way to go about it is, is there something that won't take much effort to change, but it will give some relief? So let's just say, um, you're really having trouble with organization. Like you just can't seem to find stuff when you need it, can't find your car keys when it's time to leave, can't find your phone, whatever that is. This was a big one for me. If you could do something to have a place for your keys and your phone. So at that time we had put up a little hook where I could just hang up my keys every time I came in, then I always knew where they were. Then we had um, a charging station where we put the phones and we would come in and we would charge them. I could always find it. And then save yourself that time of always looking for something when you need it, finding a place for things. Sometimes something super simple can make a big difference. If you're getting that time in the evening, are you able to do some meal planning or do some meal prepping? Those can make a really big difference. Putting a little effort into getting organized can save a lot of time and frustration in the long haul. 
So we all get out of a practice or habit. So I try to go back and revisit my habits every three months um, to the most six months and fix whatever areas have kind of gotten out of whack or where I've lapsed in staying organized. So one of the classes I recommend for that actually is family organization. I go through a all different ways and all different kinds of areas of ways to stay organized, including like just keeping the car in um, a decent condition. Cause I know with kids, the cars can get pretty gross pretty quickly. So I cover everything, every area of family organization from meal planning to, you know, having a place for all your things to schedules for um, cleaning and organizing um, pretty much every area of your life. You can take or leave whatever you like or don't, but that's a great class for that. Of course, the peaceful parenting classes are great for learning some peaceful methods for getting through some of those really frustrating exchanges. And of course, you know, positive discipline is always a great way to help those behavioral exchanges go a lot better. Of course, the bedtimes and nighttime classes. So those are all on the website at yourvillageonline.com, all the 60 plus classes. Also, the book covers a lot of these areas. It doesn't cover family organization, but it does cover the bedtimes and the behavior, the discipline, meal times, all kinds of stuff. The Connected Parents Guide to Toddlerhood on Amazon. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.